Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And welcome to another Friday episode. Today, we're going to take a look at something fun, Zach. A little fun at the beginning. A little bit of fun at the beginning. And uh, now on the Tuesday, so the Tuesday episode coming after this episode was recorded before this episode. And what you're going to hear me say at the beginning, because I didn't edit it out, (laughs) was that we're going down to once a week. Yes. Starting after after. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. After Thanksgiving, we're going to be down to Friday episodes only. Yeah. Uh, um, just as in an effort to focus more on the important stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we hope you guys enjoy that. We, I mean, we kind of get the we've been getting a lot of positive feedback that you guys are enjoying that, so that's great. Um, so anyway, we wanted to start off with something a little bit fun. Yes, in a little this fun. episode, and then we'll get into our topic, which is going to be awesome. But here it is, Zach. You, you you said, hey, I found this list. Found like this a list. What, what What is on this list? It's called the definitive ranking of Christian superheroes. <laughs> so, not, so this is not biblical superheroes. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Uh, like, yeah, he's Jesus number one, right? Number one. No, this is, these are superheroes that were created for a Christian audience. Some of them, some of them not. Christian movies are notoriously not good. No, I... That or their TV shows, that kind of stuff. But there's even comic books. There's Christian comic books. Yes. Okay. There's so much stuff. So there, it's a it's a, the eleven, the top eleven. They, they could narrow it down to ten. Now, some of these, <laughs> some of these guys you might know. All right. But I'm not gonna have you guess because th- these are so abstract. All right. And like unknown. All right. So number eleven. All right. <laughs> Bible man. <laughs> Now, if you don't know who Bible Man is, and some of you might, Bible Man, Bible Man came in last place. I so, thought Bible Man would be so. At what the I top. Th- is it like? All right, this is what I'm envisioning. When yeah. I hear Bible Man, I'm thinking of a, an actual book that has like a face on it, and maybe yeah. a cape, and so running around saving the day. Is yes. that what Bible Man is? Yeah. Yeah. So he. Yeah. So he. He's has, a book. It's like a book. There's well, it, there's a show. It was a show that they recorded. It was a very low budget show. <laughs> And he has like this purple cat. He looks like a mixture between Batman and Superman. Okay. But it's all purple <laughs> and with little yellow accents. And he has a lightsaber. He has a lightsaber. He has a yellow <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> so, and his, yeah. And so he goes up against. Does he have him. like a mask or anything on? Yeah. That's why I said he has a cowl. Okay. Just like Batman. But okay. it doesn't have the, you know, pointy ears. <laughs> He's not the devil. <laughs> no. But he goes up no. Again. And these are some of his villains. You ready for this? <laughs> the Gossip Queen. <laughs> I the, this guy's name is I period M period wonderful. I am wonderful. <laughs> Bad boy, too cool for school. <laughs> it's the number two K-U-L. The number four S-K-U-L. <laughs> <laughs> which is partial spelling oh, of my name. We need to watch this show. And the slacker <laughs> who is armed with lasers of laziness. <laughs> this list, by the way, is brought to you by Relevant Magazine. Oh, gosh. And is not a serious article. That is hilarious. Number 10 was The Illuminator, who I've never heard of. The Illuminator. The Illuminator. Uh, Mar- this is actually I- a Marvel-created superhero. No way. For a Christian audience, yes. So The in, Illuminator. In 1993... He, he wore bright blue baggy motorcycle outfit. 
He didn't like have tight spandexy clothes like most superheroes. No, he, was, he went no, for the baggy. I don't look. expect him to be showing up in the MCU <laughs> at any point. Number nine, Bible Girl. Bible Girl. Yeah, so Bible Girl uh, is part of the Bible band mythos. <laughs> so wait, it, so this is like any other superhero like like comic series. So it, 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 it expands out. It was a show. It was a very low budget show. And Bible girl was one of his sidekicks. So the sidekick is above the actual super. Like, yeah, the they're saying that Bible girl was a little bit more interesting than Bible man. Okay. Himself. What, what, what is, what do they say about Bible girl here? Anything? They just have it listed there, like the, the yeah. name Bible Girl. They don't. It says Bible Girl is only slightly cooler than Bible Man, mainly because her origin story does not involve running into the woods after work and freaking out for no apparent reason. <laughs> I don't know the origins of Bible Man, but apparently <laughs> that's it. It involves him having some sort of breakdown, Ner- nervous breakdown, some sort of breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you want your superhero origin to, to come into play. Uh, I love number to see the eight, movie on that. Number eight. What was it at work that made him freak out? Why the woods? Why the woods? Was there a squirrel there? Then there was number eight, Captain Salvation, who I've never heard of, <laughs> and says he deserves a nod for the fact that he and his sidekick, Joshua, <laughs> Ooh. rode around in a Harley Davidson with a sidecar. Wow. So very cool. Then there was what, was. what was that guy? Salvation Man? Captain Salvation. <laughs> He's not, not Sergeant. Not Sergeant Salvation. Captain Man. Salvation. Cap- See, Sergeant Salvation would have been so much better. That's, that's a good. That's a, I should be making these. Super, we yeah. should make our own superhero. So much better. Number seven. This is actually Zach's alter ego. Mr. Christian. <laughs> not exactly the most imposing name. Mr. Christian, at least, has some cool powers bestowed on him by an angel. Super strength, beams of light that blast from his hands, and a staff that has unlimited uses of power. Oh. And somewhat oddly, the ability to fly at moderate speeds. (laughs) (laughs) This is so good. This is written by Amish people. Yeah. Like, you can't can't be too amazing. He's an Amish guy. (laughs) He can't be too amazing. He has to be a little bit plain. Number six, I think this is... Why is it moderate speed? (laughs) Moderate speed. (laughs) Apparently, I think I think it was another one of those low budget video series, and they probably couldn't make it look like he was flying too fast. <laughs> I can just see this guy. He's like Superman, like zooms across the yeah. screen. This guy's like chugging. He's got he's like not, he's not got slow, like his, but he's, his belly hanging out. He can't just make it. He's like he's, going. He's gonna get there in a decent amount of time, <laughs> but like he's not gonna break any rules. <laughs> number six, and this is a travesty. Oh, this this would be my number number one, one. Larry Boy. Larry Boy? Yeah. Like Larry the, the Cucumber? Yeah. Oh, yeah. His alter ego, Larry Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is totally wrong. If you don't know who Larry Boy is, you got to watch VeggieTales. VeggieTales VeggieTales is quality it Christian is. entertainment. It's some of the best Christian entertainment because it's self-aware. Yeah. It's not trying to be something that it's not. It's like it's got a genuine heart, but yeah. it also knows what it is. Yeah. So very good. Number five, once again, Travesty. Daredevil. 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 Daredevil's a Christian like superhero. superhero? Technically, he's a Catholic superhero. Okay, but I, like his faith plays a huge part in who he is. Really? Yeah, that's like a I've big never, part of who Daredevil is. I've never watched the Daredevils before. Sure. I mean, Daredevils. I would say for the longest time was in my top three superheroes. Okay, like, it'd be Batman, he's blind, right? Batman, Spider Man, Daredevil. Yeah, but the thing is, Daredevil has like a real heart. Okay. Like he he's really a nice guy. He, it's not even that. It's like he wants to do right. 
Um, and like a big part of that is his faith is like, he wants to do good for those because like of what happened to his father, his father was taken from him tragically and he's trying to make things right. Okay. Just like most superheroes. Yeah. I was going to say that's every superhero beginning story, right? But he, he does it with more of a genuine heart. Okay. Yeah. Daredevil. Number Daredevil, five. Number five. Number four. Armor bearer. <laughs> armor bear. Like an actual bear. Bearer. bearer <laughs> not armor bear. Oh, okay. I was thinking like, I okay, don't know, so a polar I recently, bear. I was recently reading an article that about a, it was a Russian knockoff of the Avengers. Okay. And it's called the Guardians. Uh, okay. And uh, they only made one of these movies in Russia, but th- their Hulk was bear man. <laughs> it was a guy that was half bear and half man. Nice. He had the head of a bear. Nice. Bear man. Bear man. I love it. So anyway, number four is armor bearer. Armor. So is this actual bear? No, it's not it, a bear. It's not a bear. It's just a guy with armor on. No, it's just a guy that has. He's got the armor of has so God's he has word. a vast array of sword, shields, and body armor. Nice. Yeah. He Number does. three, Captain America. Captain America. Captain America is technically like he would identify as a Christian. I guess. Like if you watch the the Avengers movies, they definitely shy away from it being, but like. Originally, Captain America was like all things America. And one of those things was like Christian values. Yeah. I wouldn't call him a Christian, though. No, especially that's in, a little bit loose. That's a very loose one. <clears throat> I mean, he, is he a great superhero? Yes. Yeah, sure. Best. Yeah. But is, I don't know. I think, yeah, once again, this is a very <laughs> loose list. Uh, number two, the Archangels. I've never even heard of the Archangels. The artwork from. What? Silence. They're just <laughs> angelic heroes. Angel. They're angels. Yeah. They're the archangels. The arch- archangels. I don't know. Never heard of them. Never. I've never heard of most of yeah. these. Yeah. And then finally, Faith Walker. Faith the Walker. The Faith Walker. Is number one. He has one. a bow staff. <laughs> also, t- uh, what? He's a street preacher, law enforcer, and urban hero. <laughs> oh, there you says. go. The street. He also has a graphic novel, apparently. So the Faith Walker. The Faith Walker. Yeah. I was thinking they would have went for like Narnia heroes. No. Like Peter Pevensey or no, something like that. No, talking superheroes. Superheroes. One they missed, though, Nightcrawler. He was a Christian? Yeah. Nightcrawler's a Christian. I didn't know that. And also, it plays a big part of who he is. as a, like. I, I remember from the... But he, the once he's, again, he's, he's Catholic. He's in the X-Men series, because I can remember him praying like the rosary yes, or whatever. Yeah, Nightcrawler, it's all... like They play up the dichotomy of it all, because he looks like a demon, but he's like a heart of, of gotcha. gold. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and he's a Christian. So Nightcrawler is... Number one. Should be. No, nah, I wouldn't put him number one. He's on the list, though. He should be on He's, the list. No, Larry Boy's number one. Larry Boy, yeah, that's a good and one. And I think, I think Bible Man was done a little wrong. <laughs> that was the funniest one. That is the funniest oh, one. Oh, no, what was that other one? That was a howling. Uh, but the 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 villains in Bible Man are fantastic. Are tremendous. Yes, they the are. The Gossip uh, Queen. I, 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 could I, just, I could just see the Gossip Queen in These full, are people. Like, Dress no, these on. are people in costumes. Oh, this yeah. is not like a uh, it, like a, like like the power like the Power Rangers villains. Uh, think <laughs> of Power Rangers, but with a lower budget. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm serious. Power Rangers <laughs> with a tenth of the budget, <laughs> and you know how cheap Power Rangers. Oh looked. yeah, um, was awful. You're looking. talking about like, hey, uh, hey guys, we got five hundred dollars. What can we do? 
The suit's going to cost at least four. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, Zach and I wanted today, now that we've gotten the... the, the we've talked, to, we did a little bit of fun stuff. At the a little bit of fun here. stuff here. Um, we uh, want to talk about something that we we were actually talking about. We started our day off with this, is how to have hard conversations with people. Yeah. And Zach, this this sounded like something that was more... On, on on my heart, on your heart. So let's let's start off this conversation. How, how you know? I think as a Christian, mm-hmm. sometimes we feel like we need we don't need to be moral police. That's okay. a thought, both positive and negative. When you think about your role as a Christian, people will look at you and say, "Hey." You are the moral police. Stop acting like that. Stop telling me what I need to hear, what I need to do. Yeah. But there's also this idea as a follower of God, and it's, you know, there's scripture in there we can talk about a little bit later here to to back it up, that if you see your fellow Christian, your friend, maybe doing something that you know is going to be harmful to them, something that you know is not right, how do you confront them in a way that is healthy, that is godly, to have these difficult conversations with people because you love them, right? Yep. Um, not to make sure everybody's doing things the right way. Or I see this, you know, dealing with students, um, dealing with a teenage daughter, then just dealing with in our, our lives as well, how yeah. we have to deal with people. There's a lot of times where you have to have difficult conversations with people and if you don't, it's less loving in a sense because you're just allowing them to continue down the road where they could be self-harm going on. There could mm-hmm. be um, emotional just harm going on. Maybe there's depression. Maybe there's just a lack of desire to follow God anymore or to even do things you know, healthy for themselves. You yes. know? How do you confront someone? How do you have a healthy conversation with someone um, and not become the moral police. Yes. Not become, hey, don't tell me what I need to hear. Don't tell me what to do. Like, that's not your job. You, you don't need to be my mom or my mm. dad or, you know, you don't need to be picking on every little thing that I do. Yeah. And I, I see that sometimes. I see that sometimes where a student will, you know, say, hey, stop doing that. And there'll be a, an instant response from that person that's been being told what to do. Yeah. They don't take it as in a godly, loving way. They take it as, hey... Stop telling me what to do. And, yeah. it, and it's instead of um, being, you might be coming at it with the right heart, maybe, but you're coming at it in a way that's not drawing people towards God. It's immediately making, you know, a, a difficult situation there. How do you do it in a godly way? Yeah. And I, I in thinking about that, and I mean, I've, I've been in this book for a while and uh, I've been in and out of it a lot over the past couple months. Um, is James. And I think the, the in James chapter 1, which I, I was looking at James chapter 3 for the verse, and it's actually James chapter 1, and then he gets back into this in, gotcha. James, in, in the third chapter. Uh, it says this, My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourselves of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your soul. So, uh, you know, in, in, in our confrontations... Like, and confrontation does not have to have a negative context. No. Which often it does, because it's like, oh, i got to confront somebody. Well, confronting somebody it can be a good thing if you go at it 
in the right way. Uh, we can go at it in the wrong way, and yeah, we can have everything blow up in our face, yeah. and that would be, and, and, and then yeah, it destroys relationships, it destroys lives, it can have, it can lead to a lot of regret. Um, but I love this idea, uh, or this idea that James writes is the first thing is like, okay, if I'm going to go into this conversation, when I'm prayerfully considering going into a conversation, that's where it all begins. Like, okay, I know that I have to have a difficult conversation with somebody that I respect, or maybe I struggle to respect, whatever the case might be. Am I prayerfully asking the Holy Spirit to lead me in it, or am I just trying to jump into it to get it over with? Yeah. And I think that's usually one of the first issues that we have, uh, is like we rush the process because we want to get it over with. And I understand sometimes these conversations have to happen. Yeah. And it's like, okay... Lord, I need you. But if you don't have to have them immediately, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying put it off for a long time, but pray about, Holy Spirit, lead me in this, and he will. Yeah. Like, you'll be aware of what the Holy Spirit is going to desire of you when he's not, and also entering into God's Word so we know truth from worldliness. Like, you know, what, what is the right things to say and what's not right to say? We enter into the conversation. This, okay, even though it's our even though we're sitting down and we're establishing the conversation, am I doing these three things? Am I being quick to listen? I ask a question or I make a statement. Am I, number one, am I saying it in love and carefully considering my words? And then am I quick to listen to the response? Yeah. And what we're saying is by quick to listen is, do I quiet myself when that person starts talking? Yeah. And then like, I'm not going to interrupt them. Right. Like I quickly... Stop saying what I like. What I have to say, allow them to speak, and then give time to what they said to allow that to really work in you, and then speak when yeah. the t- like the time's right. And I'm not saying you sit there in awkward silence for five <laughs> minutes while you're like, I'm contemplating the words you said. <laughs> but like, are we are we carefully considering our words, or are we rushing? Yeah, because it's like because because we have this major fear that's within us that this is, I know this is going to go, not going to go well. So I, I already have this preconceived notion about how it's all going to go. So I'm just going to say what I need to say and get it done. And I'm done. Yeah. And I, I've said everything I need to say, but and we're done. Yeah. Like, and that's how some people hold conversations. It's not to actually uh, accomplish the end goal, which is some sort of healing and right. restoration, reconciliation. It's, I, I said everything I need to say, yeah. and now I can go, and I can right. be done, and I don't have to do this again. But yeah, if we if we do that, we lay waste to the relationship, which is the thing that we need to consider the most. Right. So let's 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 look at the like a like a systematic a little bit of approach to this. Yeah. What are some of the things that we should be confronting people about? I feel like. Um, oh my goodness, that list could go on forever. No, but let's let's get like general ideas. What are some things that if you saw somebody doing that would be worth like, hey, we need to have a conversation about this? Because I feel like we you can get the idea like, hey, I'm just I just need to go around and start correcting people. This person's on their phone too much. We need to have a conversation. You could be using that time to, to follow God. Um, you you you're you're watching too much TV. Like I need to confront you about this. Same, so, like, when do I intervene? Yeah. Like what is it? When, what are some things that for, I, I, like for our students, listeners, what are some things that if you see your friend doing, 
hey, we need to maybe have a conversation. Harmful behaviors of any kind. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that covers a mul- I mean, obviously, I think just saying that, sh- that should be. Like, if we see somebody that's doing something that can harm themselves or other people, yeah, those are things that we need to confront. We can't be passive about those things because we always need to be considering that person's life and well-being and the lives and well-being of others uh, ahead of our comfort, which is I don't need to confront this. Somebody else will do it. Yeah. Um, so if we, let's like, I mean, say you see that your friends are starting to go down a path where, you know, I, I, I remember in high school becoming more of a, of a scene where people would party a lot yeah. more drinking that kind of thing. And you see your friend going down a path where like they're just giving into this because, you know, it's the mindset of, well, really, is it all that bad? Is this really the worst? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Like, if, if, if this is uh, when you're underage. Yeah. Number, I mean, I'll, I'll state this. Overall, I don't think it's wise to drink anyway because I think it could, it could lead to a multitude of issues and a multitude of sins. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's inherently wrong, but I also have seen the negative side of it enough to say that it's probably not the wisest thing to do. You mean when you're of age? Even when you're of age. Yeah. Like, what's the heart behind it? Like, right. what, do, do, you, do you need it? Are you self-medicating with it? Is it that kind of thing? Like, I mean, you could, people can make justifications on either side of it. I just think it's wise that if we don't need to indulge in something to help us feel a certain way, yeah. then let's not do it. There's got to be healthier ways to do it yeah. than that. Because I mean, because it, li- it leads to a dependency and the list can go on and on. For teenagers, especially, I mean, as you are, you know, you're, you're facing enough. Yeah. as is as a teenager, because your body and your mind are going through changes rapidly. Uh, and so you feel certain ways about things and you think that it's the end all be all. If I don't do this right now, uh, I'm not going to be accepted. I'm not going to be popular. I'm not going to. And so we convince ourselves while we're like, while we have, you know, all these change changes within us raging. Yeah. And it's like, I just need to fit in and maybe this will help me and this will help me fit in or make me feel better and all those kinds of things. And it's like, and it's, it's a slippery slope of number one, you're underage. So that can, that could tarnish your record. Number two, it could lead to becoming dependent on something at a young age, which it makes you far more susceptible to uh, like uh, it being a lifelong struggle, not just in your, your teens. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm not going to, we're not playing psychologist or psychiatrist here. We're, we're not qualified of that, but we've been around enough people. I remember in high school having at least, at least two students die from alcohol poisoning. Cause y- y- when you're young, you don't understand limits. Yeah. And you're doing it hidden. You're not doing it like in front of people that are going to be able to speak wisdom into you. And so you're just doing things. So, I mean, I mean, this is kind of a sidebar conversation for the, what the real point is. But when you see your friends going down that path or you're trying to make the own, your, your own decision on this, number one, is it wise for me? Number two, if I see that it's destroying my friends, am I going to speak up and say, I, I think you're going to hurt yourself in doing yeah. this? Like you have every right to say that, and if you're the buzzkill, so be it. Yeah, you should be the buzzkill. Like you should be the one that says, "Okay, I know this is harmful for you." And so, anything that causes any form of harm to someone or so, uh, or others should be brought to light and should be talked about. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with all that. And that could be any sort of drug. It could be vaping. Substance. It could be yeah, yeah, any sort of thing that 
is harmful to be taking. Exactly. In, right. Especially at a young age, but it can affect your growth. Yeah. Like not, not your, your emotional growth. I mean, it can stunt your emotional growth too, but your, even your physical growth, it can lead to complications within you. Like why take those risks? Yeah. Un- unnecessarily. And if you see somebody else going that path, you can't have the attitude of, well, that's, that's their decision, not mine. That's yeah. what the world wants you to believe. Right. It's like, well, everybody's just entitled to their own opinion. True. We do have that freedom. Does it make it the wise thing to do? No. And if we see a problem, like we don't have to be like holier than thou and be like, I don't think you should do that because it makes you a bad person. Well, no, I don't think you should be doing that because it's going to, it could kill you. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. I I I love you. I want, I'm stepping in here. Yeah. I think, um, I, I'd asked what are some things that we would step in and do? And I think some, and you're right, definitely. If you know they're doing something, step in. But sometimes it's hard to tell. And I think what things you need to be paying attention to is maybe a change in behavior. Yeah. A change in maybe an attitude. Maybe somebody is starting to like withdraw some, Mm -hmm. be by themselves, not want to talk anymore. Maybe they're diving into their phone all the time and they don't just want to deal with stuff. Yeah. That could be, hey, I need to step in and see what's wrong. It's like a cry for help. It's a cry for help in a way and say, and and it's not, hey, you're doing something wrong. Hey, let's have a conversation, right? Mm. What's, I've, you've been acting a little bit strange lately. Is there anything going on? Can we talk about stuff? And maybe your friend won't open up or anything, you know, but it's just, you have now established a person that they can come to if they need to talk to somebody, you know? And, or maybe you have heard that, hey, this person is getting into something, how do you go about, they haven't come to talk to you about it. Do you just come immediately up to them and say, this is a question I'm asking you. Say you're, you hear that your friend is... You're asking me. Yeah, like I'm asking yeah. you this question. I'll say you hear your friend is getting into drugs. Yep. But they haven't come to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you have that open up and have that conversation? Do you immediately come up to them and say, hey, is this true? Or, or what do you do? I, I, I don't yeah. know. This just popped well, into my I, mind. I've had, I've had to have that conversation. It's not fun. Yeah. Um, I remember there was, you know, this is when I was early on in ministry and I had actually a few students. So this is not my friend necessarily, but it was a person that was not that much younger than me at the time. Uh, but some students came to me when I was just the worship leader this was before I was on staff. And they said, hey, so-and-so is, we're, we're positive he's doing things. We've heard it from other people. Um, can you talk to him? I'm like, yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm like, have you guys talked to him about this? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, how did it go? And like, you didn't want to hear it. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll gladly sit down with him. Yeah. And, so, and that's what I did. And it was really uncomfortable. But I was like, because I wasn't going to give anybody up. So, you know, you have to do the whole thing like, hey, I heard um, that maybe you're making some bad choices. Like, you know, and I care about you. Uh, and I love you enough to, to sit down and talk to you about this. And it was a really awkward conversation. Yeah. But guess what? Like, it made me feel better. Yeah. About Because I knew I was doing the right thing. Can I change his mind? No. I can't no. make him make a decision that's going to best benefit him. But um, I, did, I did the thing where I showed care. And that's all you can do. And that's what we had to go in with mentality of. Like, you, you're not fighting the fight to get them to stop. You're trying to convince them of why it's wrong. Like wrong for them, and then they have to make the decision yeah. to stop. 
Um, but and that, that's a whole nother level yeah, of, that's a of whole this nother. conversation. Like how do you then walk along somebody who's struggling yeah. with something? I mean, that's a whole nother level of, yeah. And I'm not saying like you don't go to like, if, if your conversations with people about serious things can't, you should go to a parent you should go to other adults that you can get help from. Yeah. I'm not saying you as a teenager need to solve this issue on your own. That's way too much weight. To right. Put on Bearing that sort of burden. Yeah. But and and like, I've seen that before. Like a student would be like, man, um, this person is, is doing something mm-hmm. and then they begin to feel like they need to bear that burden. Like, yeah. like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, um, um, stick up for you. I'm going to take the blame, take the fall for you because you're struggling and I, and I'm going to st- stand in there. Like that's, yeah. that's unhealthy. Like, yeah, you, yeah. You're not meant to do that. No. No, all we could do is, and I, I guess what we're trying to say is, like, you begin the conversation, but you in the, some of those situations, you're not the end of the conversation, right? Because uh, we don't have the capacity to, especially as, like when you're teenagers. And I'm not saying you're not capable of doing things; you can do great things. Uh, but there's some things that adults have to step into, and sometimes that's the hard conversation that you're having. Is it's not having it with your friend. Maybe you have it with your friend first, but then you have that same conversation with their parent or with your parents, um, whatever the case might be, so that person gets help. Like yeah. talking, your parents are your allies. Yeah. They're your friends. They're the people that care about you the most. Uh, and they probably care a good deal about your friends too because, like, you know, they're p- part of your life. Um, and so, like, talking to your parents about these things too is part of that hard conversation is, hey, uh, I need to talk to you about something and it's serious. And all you can do is, you know, if you come in with anxiety, if you come in with worry, you're going to project that and it might get people to worry. So come in calmly, come in trusting the Holy Spirit's going to lead you in it and it, it will work. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect by any means, but it will work. Yeah. And so I think those type of things, if you see that your friend is withdrawing, if you, if you hear that they're doing things, if you notice that they're doing things that are harmful to them, those are times when you definitely need to step forward and have conversations. And that might mean um, taking another friend with you and, and sitting down with mm-hmm. more than one person to coming in and having a conversation like that. T- like we talked about taking it to a pastor, a parent, um, someone who can then also, you know, work, help them. This Come alongside is, and help in the situation, for sure. So those are definitely areas where you need to confront. Now, things that you don't need to be the moral police. Well, well let me okay, let me finish this. And in, in, in these conversations, when people aren't seeing it your way, the worst thing you could do is get angry with them. Okay, and that's yeah. why in, even in James, James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Like, you have to hear people out. And if you get angry with them, you're going to drive them away from you. Yeah. So you have to do the best to love a person, even when they don't agree with you. Right. And when they don't agree with you, those are the situations where you definitely have to get more help uh, for them. And maybe, I mean, I would still talk, no matter what, I would still talk to a parent, no matter what. Yeah. Like, because you, you need adults in your life to help lead you through this stuff. Because like Zach said, you cannot bear this burden alone. Yeah. Um, especially at an age where, you know, you don't have all of all of the resources necessary to help fix a situation sometimes. Right. But anyway, go ahead, Zach. So definitely if, if you if someone is in need of stepping in because they are harming themselves physically, emotionally, stuff like that, that is something where you will need as a friend to confront them in a way, in a godly way. 
But certain things out there, it's not your job to step in the middle of. And, and I'm thinking a lot of like high school drama. Oh, gosh. Like, I, I see that a lot. You're saying trivial things. Yeah, trivial things. Like, and sometimes the trivial things, especially when you're young, you're in school, you're experiencing these things a lot for the first time, they seem like they're huge deals. Yeah. Stuff that goes on. Friends are saying things about friends. Stuff's going on at the lunch table. You know, you got a friend saying this, doing that. You think this might be going on. All kinds of stuff swirls around. Sure. And I've heard conversations. I mean, I'm sure you have as well. We sit down. When I was a teenager or now? Both. Yes. Like this this is this has been happening for forever, right? Yeah. I don't think I ever got into drama. Really? I well we're we're guys. Drama. Like guys don't get into as much. This this is maybe more of a like a female thing. So it's, we we are absolutely the the, the, the police on these conversations. <laughs> no, we're right? not at that's all. What like, you're that, that's what we're saying. We're, you're not to be the moral police and stuff like yeah. this. But like, um, just I've I've heard I, when I was in school, I heard it. I, I hear it now with like my daughter and, and stuff going on with her and, and just we're we're leaders in, in the youth ministry. We hear stuff going on all the time, back and forth between. Yeah. She, they said this, this they like this. They they're dating. They're not dating. Like all this stuff goes on. Um, stuff like that. That's not where you step in and say, "Hey, th- this is this is where I, I'm 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 making my stand and confronting you over things like this." Those aren't the time. You begin to become known as the like not as a, a loving um, follower of Christ. You begin to become the moral police. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, are you saying that you shouldn't be involved in the gossip aspect of it? Yes, you shouldn't be. And you're exactly. saying that's what it could become. But you could be part of the solution saying, hey, guys, I don't think this is wise Exa- for us to be talking. Yes, about. yes. But it's more confronting someone and saying, Can you we know, stop this? Yeah. yeah. that That's the conversation you say. Okay. Go ahead. No, no. You just look like you want to say something. No, no, no. <laughs> Zachy. Listen, I'm not even going to try to enter into. Like why these conversations continue <laughs> to happen, you know. I, okay, so I, I would say over my career as a youth pastor, I've had the conversation with students five thousand times. Yeah, like, hey, don't give in to these ridiculous things that you're going to talk about, right? Because in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to matter. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Because I feel like we talk all the time about the serious stuff, and you mm-hmm. need to step in. But I feel like especially with our students, they're dealing with this just this mumbo-jumbo crap yeah. like that goes on in school and, and stuff like that with their friends, more so than they're dealing with the hard stuff. I mean, yeah. the, the hard stuff is there, yeah. and it's experienced, but not nearly on the levels, just the daily, how do you deal with friends, emotions, you know, all the new stuff and feelings you got. Like, like when you yeah. become, okay, I, you can push people away by trying to then monitor this yeah. and being the moral police. And I guess that's where I'm coming from. Well, with it's it. like, yeah, yeah. I w- it's always about fixing hard issues and not superficial issues. The fi- superficial issue is focusing on whatever the individualized issue is. It's like so-and-so like wearing this or so-and-so yeah. is thinking about dating so- this person. And, you yeah, know, like all these... The heart of it is, though, is like, hey, guys, why are we talking about people like this? Right. Like, why? Why? And that that's the conversation you need to be having. Like, I don't want to talk about these things. These things, like, only lead to negativity. Yeah. They only lead to us gossiping and putting people down. Can we talk about something better? Yeah. 
And that's what those conversations need to be. Right. But, and, I, and I get it. Like, I, I, okay, so I was never a, uh, a teenage girl. <laughs> so um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't say that I am the authority <laughs> on how these conversations tend to go. But as a, a, a conscientious observer, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've seen how these it, – it's the same throughout all of time. Yeah. <laughs> It's like these conversations that students are having now at school that are frustrating and, and like causing drama yeah. are the same conversations that were happening 20 years ago when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it, it, the, the heart behind it hasn't, or the, the top, the topics might change, but the heart behind it has not. Yeah. And that's really what you, if you're one of those people that are like, oh man, I've just had enough of this constant drama. Well, don't mock people for what they're talking about, but maybe have the conversation of guys. Why yeah. is this what we care about so much? Yeah. Why do we not care about more important things like yeah. the the time that we do spend together, the, the 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 bonds that we're making, not what this person's doing and that person's doing? And can you believe this person said this to so and so at this time, and this teacher said this, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Focus on the good stuff that's happening around you. You'll become number one, more positive people, and number two, you won't be weighed down by all this constant drama that's really not there. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it is and it isn't, but it's like what. What we value puts the most amount of weight. So if you value the constant opinions of other people, yeah, then yeah, we're going to be weighed down when they don't like us the way that we want them to like us. But like the the heart of it needs to be is like, why do I care so much about what this person thinks about me when like I have good friends that do value me, right? So who cares about yeah. that? Yeah. Like focus on the good things, and if that's the conversation you need to have with your friends, maybe you're in a friend group where you're like, oh, it's just constant drama. There's nothing wrong with confronting that in a yeah. loving way. Be like, guys, like I love you, I care about you. Like, can can we focus on things that are good? Yeah. Like the positive things instead of everything that's not going the way that we think it should, or talking badly about other people. Yeah. Not any, <coughs> anything that's not healthy. Let's remove it. Exactly. Yeah, and I think I th- right. It's okay to then have conversations in a healthy, godly way, pointing towards God. Not, not like you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. How about let's, you know, let's let's just let's forgive if we've if, if, we've, if I've ever offended you or done something. I'm sorry. Like mm-hmm. I forgive you for the stuff. Let's move forward in love, right? And yep. let's 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 not talk bad about people. Let's not spread rumors. Let's just have fun. Let's just yeah. be, you know, responsible people, and let's let's do things that are healthy and not healthy bringing and people fun. down. And, yeah, and like bring enjoyment to life in general. Yeah, like everything. I mean, you could center it around the, the love of Christ, absolutely. But like, have fun with these young years where like your responsibility level is not where it's going to be in ten years, fifteen right. years. Um, like have fun with your friends and make the most of that time. And get rid of the stuff that's holding you back, like yeah. the the dramatic stuff that you're like that doesn't need to be part of this. Yeah. I know. And like, if you find yourself like gossiping and that kind of stuff, gossip is so unhealthy. Yeah, it's so troublesome. Talking badly about people behind their back is just as bad as saying it to their face. Yeah, because um, it's still the same heart. Yeah, it's still your heart saying those things about them. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you hurt their feelings or not. Like this, that's not me saying that. That's what Jesus has to say on the matter. Yeah, it, everything's a heart matter. Right. Um. And and if you have to confront friends that are doing that, 
do it. Yep. And if those people want to remove themselves from you because you're telling them that, that that's not the healthiest thing for you guys, so be it. Yep. Like prune away what is unnecessary. And sometimes that comes, but you have to be quick to listen. Yep. Slow to speak and slow to anger. And like, really, does anger need to be part of it at all? No. No. Saying like, don't do it. (laughs) Don't don't get angry. Yep. Think about what you're going to say. And there might be times where you just might have to remove people from your life who are, you know, bad influences on you. And then this could be a big, big issue things like we talked about with maybe drugs, alcohol, or, or, you know, relational things, stuff like that, relationships. And maybe Uh, that's not an immediate thing. You're not like, so-and-so is struggling you're yeah. out of my life. <laughs> no, yeah, that's exactly. Wrong, that's not the good. That's not a good attitude. No, no, either. no. But I guess it's maybe more towards the end. How do how do I then deal with this? Once we've had the conversation, once we've talked about this, how do I deal with then loving this person um, through maybe what they're going through, or do I have to then make the decision that hey, this isn't healthy. This isn't healthy for me. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you might have to do that if you feel like you are being led away from God, or you feel like. You are becoming a different person. Yeah, that's when you need to put your foot down and say, "Okay, this relationship here that we're having is unhealthy for me." Yeah, and that's sometimes the hardest part. And like, we don't want to say that, but sometimes that's the hard conversation that yeah. we need to have: is, "Hey, this is not working," and I think you know I still love you and care about you, uh, but us having a close relationship is not going to work. Yeah. And that doesn't have to just be in like a dating romantic relationship where that's usually these conversations that are happening. That could be between friends be like, Hey, I care about you. Um, but we're going down two totally different paths and it's a lot better to have those upfront conversations. It's a much more godly way of doing things than to just completely ghost a person. And they're like, why doesn't that person want to be around me? Yeah. And they said that they like cared about me and loved me. And now they don't even want to have anything to do with me. Well, because the conversation needed to happen there. Yeah. One of the worst things you could do is just like not say anything at all. Yeah. Like if you want to be, you know, we talk about maturity a lot and every, everybody, especially in your teens, you're like, I'm like, I'm so close to being an adult. Well, one of the most adult things you could do is have a hard conversation, tell a person, not in a mean way, but in a loving way. I love you, but our lives just do not align. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I still care about you, but like us having a close relationship in the way that we have had in the past does not work. Yeah. <clears throat> That's hard to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I wanted to wait until we were on the conver- the podcast to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is we're not going to be friends anymore. Yeah. This is, this is our last day of friendship. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no. That's what, but you know what? I appreciate it. So Zach and I, before we started the co- podcast, we had a co- hard conversation. Yeah. What'd you say? It was like, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it wasn't just a friendly, friendly, jovial, hey, no, you know, what'd like, you have for breakfast conversation? Yeah, we can have those conversations sometimes, but sometimes we both of us need a kick in the butt um, to be pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, and we had to have one of those conversations. And so, uh, you know, and I appreciate Zach all the more because of his boldness and how he, he responds to the things I have to say about things. Sure. And I have the same appreciation for Steve yeah. for bringing forward questions and, and concerns that he has as well. Exactly. So we can talk about things in, in a healthy way and not just yeah. have, because what, what will happen is if you have something that, that you know, you need to talk to somebody about, it mm-hmm. begins to build inside of you and yeah. you, and negative things will happen. You have negative yeah. thoughts, you'll have negative interactions. You won't want to talk to this person anymore. Yep. And that's how friendships can, can be ruined. Yeah. When, when a conversation, Animosity. 
when a conversation needs to happen. Yep. Yeah. And so you confront those things. If you care about a person enough, you're going to confront it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it, it shows the level of care when you're willing to step up and say, I don't like this. Like, yeah. This needs to change. And it was just ministry stuff. It wasn't it wasn't like. Oh, uh, no, it was not. It <laughs> was very personal. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. No, it was it was it was it was just dealing with like just, you know, life as believers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, how to do the right thing. Uh, in all situations. So it's, it's just one of those conversations that you have to have sometimes. Um, is it fun? No. No, but it's, it's healthy. But it's healthy. The best friendships are built upon open, being yeah. able to have open conversations. It's becoming Dr. Phil. <laughs> That's all right. It's He's Dr. terrible. I don't want to be that guy. Well, I, I just meant not the Dr. Phil aspect, but just the healthy, hey, we're having deep conversations aspect on a, on a podcast. Now, Zach, <laughs> you said about your friend. That's a terrible Dr. Phil. Uh, who, who was that? That was not Dr. Phil. Dr. Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even close. No, nah, probably not. Uh, anyway, uh, but no, I, I think it's really important. Like, if you want to build deeper bonds with people, if you want to have better friendships with people, you have to have d- difficult conversations. Like you have to open yourself up to, okay, this might hurt a little bit. Um, I know, and Sarah says this all the time. She's like, it's, sometimes it's so much easier for guys. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, you can go into something and punch each other and, <laughs> and like hug it out afterwards and walk yeah. away. And like, so saying that to say, I understand in, in female conversations, sometimes it's way different. And yeah. I, I don't understand, obviously, once again, I don't understand all the, yeah, we went into this talking about the whole, the whole, like we didn't have these yeah. drama in high school. Yeah. Like. I like, I, I, I don't <laughs> always understand all the behind the scenes nature, but I do understand the nature of Christ, which is for all people. Yeah. Um, and that is like, hey, sometimes we have to have the hard conversations and understand it's coming from the love of Jesus Christ. And that's why our relationships need to be built around him. So we have that that commonplace. We have that that collective foundation. Like, I love Jesus. I know who Jesus is. I know why he died for me. I know why he rose. Yeah, all those things, having that baseline togetherness. Yep. I know what Jesus stands for. I know what he expects for me. All those things matter sure. because... Like they play into all my relationships, not just my marriage. I mean, I mean, obviously we talk about that a lot uh, in in weddings, and obviously yeah. marriage is a big topic. It, it, no, in most weddings, in yeah. most weddings, like yeah. you talk about First <laughs> Corinthians was thirteen. Yeah, is it thirteen? Yeah, the, the love chapter, the love chapter, yeah. uh, and Ephesians chapter five. Yada yada. What those relationships built around Christ are meant to be, and it's, it's related to a relationship with Christ. But it's the same thing with our friendships too. Uh, if we care enough about people, if we're asking them to be part of our lives, part of that is the expectation that things are not always going to be good. Yeah, and we have to talk about it. Um, and so, like, maybe that's the time. And sometimes it can, it can be make or break, but it deepens the bond. I remember having difficult conversations with my buddies in high school. Once again, I I understand the difference. <laughs> you know, guys can beat each other up and we're yeah. cool with each other moments later. Yeah. Um, but like, I remember having to have difficult situations or difficult uh, conversations with friends over situations. And we are still friends to this very day. Right. Uh, so they do it. Yeah. Yeah. St- step into it and understand like it's not going to be perfect but God's going to provide a way for it to make it happen yep 
All right, Steve. Is that it, Zach? That's it. Well, I've talked long enough today. For Zach and Steve have a podcast, I'm Zach. I'm Steve. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.